with the help of Hashem, we'll go back to what we were speaking about in regard to prayer. As I mentioned, there's 18 prayer, 18 blessings in the daily prayer that we say three times a day. Now, before going into the actual day of Rosh Hashanah and going through into Yom Kippur, we have to talk about those 10 days. Those 10 days are known as the 10 days of Tshuva. Seres Yimei Tshuva. So, as we already explained, there's a change in the 3rd and the 11th blessing. And therefore, there are certain laws that are applicable to those blessings. Now, when we look at the 3rd blessing, it says the first 3 blessings of the 18 blessings of the Shemana Esrei are actually all one long blessing. If I, if I remember correctly, if I'm not mistaken, this is quoted in the tractate Brachis, the first of the first, first Mesechta, the first tractate of the Talmud. There are, in the third blessing, therefore, when we change on these day, 10 days, starting from Rosh Hashanah, starting from the eve of Rosh Hashanah, and the nightfall, after nightfall, when we begin to say the prayer, the evening prayer, we begin saying, HaMelech HaKadosh, the Holy King. We don't say, the Holy God. Now, what happens, now, being that we're accustomed, people make mistakes, right? So, being that we're accustomed to doing certain things one way, then, we're going to make that mistake by not actually remembering what we're supposed to say. Basically, oftentimes, on scene or off scene, we forget our lines. We forget what we're doing. We, don't, we get spaced out, so to say. We get sidetracked, get distracted. Be it what it may. The nature of the person is to say, Hakel HaKadosh, the Holy God. And not, the nature of the person is not to say the Holy King, being that throughout the entire year, this is what he does. So therefore, what happens? There are actually laws that pertain to this thing, to this quote-unquote mistake. What happens if somebody were to overlook this, or a person, God forbid, was not paying attention? In those days, it was much, much, very, it was very, very common can't say much more common. Uh, it was very common in those days, like I explained, there was no prayer book. People were not actually actively paying, like, not necessarily paying attention, but it was very hard to focus on the new thing over the old thing because, like I said, it's the nature of the person. So therefore, what happens in a case where a person were to say, were to either make a mistake by saying, saying the Holy God, as opposed to saying the Holy King, uh, or the person completely uh, completely forgets to say it. So, if a person forgets it, now in in Jewish law, well, to us law and Torah, everything is measured mostly by time, and most time is measured by certain things. For example, in the morning, the question is, when can I say? Blessing, and I'm, I'm sure most people know what tzitzis are. Those are the, the strings that hang down from most Jewish men. And it's something that constantly reminds us of the 630 mitzvahs, etc. We're not going to talk about 
since it's at this moment, all albeit that I saw somewhere somebody explained since it's to be completely and totally wrong. Whatever, we're not getting into this. The point is, if the question is at what point in the morning, because at nighttime we don't make a blessing on the tzitzis, when in the morning can I say the blessing on the tzitzis? So the sages tell us, brought down the Code of Jewish Law, that if I can see the, the measurement is known as Mishe Yakir, when, he, when it's recognizable. When I can recognize my, my friend at a certain distance, at that point I can say this blessing on my tzitzis. Which means if I can see him within, let's say, a span of 20 feet. A space of 20, if I can see them in, in such a close, in well, close, whatever, if I can see him in such a distance and I can recognize that that is my friend, that means it's already basically daybreak and therefore I'm allowed to, it's no longer nighttime and I'm allowed to make the blessing on my tzitzis. Basically, you won't be able to see your friend at nighttime. I'm, obviously, we're not talking about that there's light outside, like physical lampposts or your flashlights on, etc. What we're talking about in the pitch black for all those in the country, you know what it's like. Anyhow, moving right along, uh, there's another measurement, and that is the greeting of a student to his teacher. Uh, today, unfortunately, we don't have that. But in years of yore, a child, a student, was very, very close, and the word in Yiddish is Ibrigigabin. Uh, it's very hard to translate, so to say, in English. I don't know if there, there's some, like, a word to describe that feeling, so to say. But it's more of the idea that he was completely given over to his teacher. As in, if his teacher was going somewhere, he followed his teacher. If his teacher was leaving town, he would, he would um, walk with his teacher. As a form of respect. There's so many aspects where the student completely respected his teacher. Very, very similarly or nearly the same as the child, a student, child would respect their parent. Therefore, uh, also another thing was that the student generally learned by this teacher for many years, for multiple years. And therefore, the bond of teacher and student grew so much more. So the level of respect of the student to his teacher was on a much, much, much greater level and so to say, playing field. The greeting that a teacher greeted his, that a student te- greeted his teacher with is, and he, I'll say it first in Hebrew and I'll translate, Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Moiri. That was say Moiri as well. Peace unto you, basically greetings, my teacher and my master. By saying those words, which are literally like three seconds, maybe, I know you're listening to this, so you must know the exact timing. Um, Once the student says this, once, once you've already passed this amount of time from saying this mistake, which means, just to go back, because you might not know exactly where I am, because I tend to ramble and go off of track. If I said, blessed are you Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem, Hakel HaKadosh, the Holy God, and immediately before I enter this amount of time, of Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Umayri, greetings to you, my master, my master, my teacher, my master. Before this amount of time, I will be able to immediately correct myself and say Hamalach Hakadosh, and then I can carry on the rest of the the other the remaining blessings without a problem. 
However, if this amount of time passed, or I moved on to the fourth blessing, like I mentioned before, being that the first three blessings are one, I must go back to the beginning. However, if if we talk, well, let's move over to blessing eleven. If I said Hamalech Hamishpat, the judging king, and I didn't say uh, sorry, I didn't say Hamalech Hamishpat, didn't say the judging king. Rather, I said the king who loves righteousness and judgment. So there's, in this specific case, there is what's known as a machlekes. There's a difference in opinion. Now, we're not going to say an argument, because it's not necessarily an argument. It's a difference in opinion. There's those that say you do have to go back, others say you don't go back. So what's the end result? The end result is very simple. Being that we say, I know I'm getting like steps, but this is the way it works. I'm sorry. Being that we say, when... Any doubtful bracha, basically, when in doubt, just don't do it. Being that it's, it's questionable whether at this point I'm going to have to make a blessing or not. Therefore, I do not make a blessing. So, again, if I'm holding the 11th blessing and I say, Blessed are you, Hashem. And I finish the regular, normal way that I generally say it. And I don't say, Like I'm supposed to at these 10 days. Seven, because the ones in between. Anyhow, then I Im- immediately go. And I, if it's in the same time, if it's in the time period, like we said, it mentioned earlier, then I just correct myself and I continue going. However, if I made a mistake and it's past that time period, so therefore I do not go back because we don't any any questionable blessing we do not make lest it be a blessing for naught. However, after I already finished my prayer, the 18 blessings, I can say again, this, the, the 18 blessings, the Shema Nesri. Why? Because the blessings are in place of the holy sacrifices in the time of the temple. And in the time of the temple, there was a sacrifice known as the sacrifice of Nidava, of a gift. There was a gift offering. Person randomly decided, but they wanted multiple offerings. Unfortunately, I don't think people exactly have time to just listen to all these different additional things. But this is the only way someone can get the exact details and understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. In the times of the temple, one would bring a sacrifice for all different kinds of kinds of deeds and things. On holidays, you brought sacrifices for the holidays. On uh, if someone would, God forbid, to uh, transgress a positive or negative commandment, then they will bring a sacrifice for forgiveness, a chattas offering. Or there was different things that a person, different reasons for people that they had to bring. If a person was a leper, if a person became a what's known as a nazir, uh, someone who makes a vow. So were multiple, multiple sacrifices that were brought in the times of the temple, in Beis HaMikdash, that is, these things were brought out of um, lack of choice. You didn't have a choice. You had to do it if you wanted to be, quote-unquote, forgiven. If you wanted to do what is 
needed of you to return to Hashem in order to fix that chain, that rope that holds, that connects the Jew and Hashem, you needed to bring up a sacrifice. What the sacrifice was depended on what it was that you did. However, in a case where someone didn't do anything, thank God, is he then exempt from bringing sacrifices? Is he not allowed to bring sacrifices? The also say, just no, a person at this point, the Torah actually says, you can bring what's known as a carbon of a gift. You can decide, I'm bringing a gift to Hashem. And there are multiple stories in regard to different, different sages, different people who wanted to just give a gift to the Holy Temple. And it was, it was actually once a story. I don't remember exactly who it was, so I'm not going to say the name. He put his finger on a stone when a bunch of angels came to help him because he wanted to give a gift to Hashem in the, in, through the, through, by donating it to the Holy Temple. To the Bishamikdash, and he was not able to carry it due to its heavy weight, and he wasn't exactly a bodybuilder. Therefore, he needed, sort of say, he needed help to get it to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem, because he wasn't, he was a very, very far distance from Yerushalayim, from Jerusalem. And therefore, God sent down, being that it was such, such sincerity, God sent down angels to help him bring it up to. Yerushalayim. All he had to do was apply one finger. So the lesson to us is very simple. When we want to do something for the good, we want to do something very positive for Hashem, and we want to give Hashem a gift, then Hashem makes it very, very easy for us to be able to do that. All we have to do is say, I want to do it. More than that is not necessary. But to get back to the Teras Nedava, the gift offering, when a person is going to pray another time, so therefore bringing that, the, sorry, bringing that the prayer is in place of sacrifices in, from the time that we used to bring in the time of the temple, and therefore after the destruction, prayer replaced it. So therefore, for us, we have this as well, this ability to give this quote-unquote gift by say, saying over, Actually, not quote-unquote, an actual gift to Hashem by repeating once again the 18 blessings. And generally, we would say that a person would have to add in something additional, something new. But being that over here, he's doing it because, out of, because he's in a conundrum, because it's in a question whether he has to say it again or he doesn't have to say it again. Therefore, in this case, he doesn't have to renews he doesn't have to say something new a new beseechment or the like in his new in his um gift of the 18 blessings